Hello, I'm Judd, and welcome to Parasocial Chat, where I interact with podcasts I listen to regularly, as if I were in the room and actually knew the people involved. Welcome to Parasocial Chat. I want to talk a little bit today about Chesterton's Fence. Maybe a metaphor you've heard of, maybe not. It's one of my favorites. G.K. Chesterton, a British author, theologian, philosopher, very much in the vein of a C.S. Lewis, but maybe not quite as well-known popularly, told the story about a person who is walking down a road and coming across a fence across the road. And he said that the foolish person looks at that fence and says, that fence is in my way. I'm going to tear it down. However, the wise person stops for a minute to at least ask the question, why is this fence here? Somebody had to put forth the effort to build it. It didn't get here by accident. Maybe before I tear it down, I should consider why this fence is here, the motivations for the person who built it. And I might still come to the conclusion that it needs to be torn down, but at least I've given careful consideration to why. Why do I think this metaphor is helpful? Well, very, very broadly speaking, and of course there are many ways that one can categorize uh, ways of thinking, I find that people tend to lean towards either a, what I will call, conservative view of the world, or a progressive view of the world. Now, I don't mean those terms necessarily in the political sense, although certainly people who are conservative in their thinking tend to lean more conservative politically and vice versa. What I mean by those terms is this, is that the conservative person tends to see the value in the past, tends to believe that our best days maybe are behind us, and that the answers for the future need to come from the past. Whereas a progressive person tends to believe that our best days are ahead of us. And while there is some value uh, in the past, we have more data now than we did in the past. And therefore, we should expect that our best days will generally be ahead of us. Now, I tend to be more of a progressive thinker uh, when described that way. So the metaphor of Chesterton's fence is a helpful corrective to the progressive thinking to say that just because I come across a fence that doesn't make sense to me doesn't mean I should simply get rid of it without at least considering the, uh, the reason it was there in the first place. Now, why do I bring up Chesterton's fence today? Well, I want to respond to a podcast that was discussing the recent leak of the Supreme Court not a ruling yet, I guess, but the Supreme Court discussion about repealing uh, the Roe v. Wade decision. And what I found interesting about this conversation, this happened in the Holy Post podcast, episode number 508, about the half hour mark. I believe Phil Vischer was going over what he saw as some potential upsides and downsides of this decision. And the particulars don't really matter in this case. What What did strike me, though, is that all of the hosts, as they were discussing these, were having a lot of, well, we just don't know exactly what the uh, outcome of this is going to be. And given that, I feel that 
Chesterton's fence possibly has a role to play in this conversation to say, hmm, the Roe decision, now I'm no legal scholar, but I have heard that there are arguments for why maybe it should be gotten rid of. However, before being so quick to rush into that, we should consider what are going to be the consequences of overturning this. Do we have all the other potential support structures in place for those that are going to be affected before we overturn this? Or do we simply say, well, no, it's a bad law. It needs to be overturned and it doesn't really matter what the consequences are or why it was put in place uh, in the first place or what the motivation of the people were who created it. I think in this case is sort of an interesting reversal and in that generally progressives need the correction of the Chesterton's fence metaphor. But in this case, I think it's actually political conservatives that ought to at least pause and say, what will be the consequences of overturning Roe, particularly for poor women? And should we maybe consider getting some other things in place before Roe is overturned? And uh, things that, that have been discussed, things like uh, paid family leave at a national level, um, other support structures for uh, women who find themselves uh, with uh, unplanned pregnancies. Uh, also, uh, whether uh, women have adequate access to an education around contraceptives. Are all these, you know, do we have a, these sorts of things in place? And uh, if we don't, maybe we should hold off on overturning Roe until, uh, until that's done. The frustration I have with our, our legal system is, and there are reasons for this too, I get it, but that the Supreme Court and other uh, legal institutions uh, are not really set up to factor in these broad, holistic uh, approaches and uh, thinking through all the consequences intended or unintended of, of changing things. They're really set up to address uh, legal technicalities and, and the, the minutia of the particular law that's in front of them. And I think that's problematic. It's, it's frustrating to me that we can't come up with some kind of, of better way of thinking about this. Maybe it's just that our, our legislatures have, have become so polarized and divisive that they're not really able to uh, think more broadly and pass effective laws in a way that can have the comprehensive uh, perspective set up before the, uh, say, the Roe versus Wade overturning actually goes into effect. Anyways, um, Chesterton's fence. It's a useful thing to think about. Um, lots more that could be talked about relative to abortion law and Roe. I would really encourage everyone to go check out the discussion on the Holy Post. I found it helpful, even though I don't uh, necessarily agree with the, uh, the conclusions per se. So go check it out. I hope this episode of Parasocial Chat was a benefit to you. A link to the podcast I discussed is in the show notes, and I encourage you to check it out. If you have feedback for the show, you can send me an email at parasocialchat at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.